We hope you are enjoying our expanded podcast schedule. For the month of July, we have something new for our members. Each month, members who successfully answer our bonus content quiz will be entered for a chance to win a pair of AirPods Pro. To participate, you must have access to the bonus sections of the podcasts. Members also receive an ad-free listening experience, an evening newsletter, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of July, you'll receive 50% off the normal membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code fireworks at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code fireworks. Thank you for your support. July 11th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. And I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has agreed to allow Sweden to join the NATO alliance, according to NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg. Erdogan's decision came after a meeting with Swedish Prime Minister Ulf Kristersson and Stoltenberg, where they discussed changes in Swedish laws, increased counterterrorism cooperation against the Kurdistan Workers' Party, and the resumption of arms exports to Turkey. Turkey and Sweden have also agreed to establish a new bilateral security compact and a roadmap for Sweden's continued fight against terrorism. In addition, a new post of Special Coordinator for Counterterrorism will be created at NATO. The accession of Sweden and Finland to NATO was delayed due to resistance from Turkey and Hungary, but Finland's membership was approved earlier, and now Sweden's accession is set to move forward. The agreement with Sweden also has implications for Turkey's effort to join the European Union, as Sweden promised to actively support Turkey's EU membership bid. The agreement resolves a major issue for NATO leaders ahead of the summit, where they are also addressing Ukraine's request for a clear path to membership. The timeline for Ukraine's membership remains a point of disagreement within NATO. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg expressed that Ukraine would receive a positive and strong message regarding its path to membership during a NATO summit, where the consequences of Russia's invasion of Ukraine were discussed. However, divisions among NATO members mean that Ukraine's invitation to join will not be straightforward, due to concerns from Moscow about national security. Stoltenberg stated that Kyiv would receive increased military aid, relaxed conditions for joining, and a new format of cooperation for the NATO-Ukraine Council. The United States also affirmed its commitment to the alliance, and the summit is expected to approve NATO's first comprehensive plans since the Cold War to defend against potential Russian attacks. While there is agreement that Ukraine cannot join during the ongoing war, NATO members differ in their opinions on the timing and conditions for Ukraine's membership. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky urged NATO for a clear path to membership once the war ends. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's sister, Kim Yo-jong, has accused the United States of repeatedly sending spy planes into North Korean territory, warning of a potential very critical flight if the intrusions continue. The North Korean Defense Ministry spokesperson had previously claimed that the United States engaged in provocative aerial espionage in early July and threatened to shoot down American aircraft. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff denied the allegations, 
stating that North Korea was intentionally creating tension. The U.S. Pentagon dismissed the claims as mere accusations and reiterated its commitment to operating within international law. Amidst this escalating rhetoric, the Korean Peninsula has been experiencing a period of military tension with North Korea conducting weapons tests and joint military exercises between the United States and South Korea being intensified. Elsewhere, a court in eastern Libya has sentenced five individuals to life imprisonment for their involvement in human trafficking, resulting in the deaths of 11 migrants and refugees who were attempting to cross the Mediterranean to Europe. Nine other defendants received 15-year prison terms, while 24 additional suspects were jailed for a year. The convicted individuals were part of a network responsible for smuggling people from Libya to Europe. The court ruling is part of ongoing efforts in Libya to combat human trafficking. Libya has become a significant transit point for individuals fleeing conflict and poverty in the Middle East and Africa, with human traffickers taking advantage of the country's instability. Smugglers frequently subject migrants to perilous journeys on ill-equipped vessels, primarily targeting Italian shores. Former President Donald Trump's defense team has requested a delay in the trial for the classified documents case until after the 2024 election, claiming that a fair trial cannot be ensured before then. They argue that the trial would be complex and require unprecedented rulings on issues such as presidential records and the validity of the investigation. The defense also contends that there is no ongoing threat to national security or concern regarding continued criminal activity. This request follows discussions between the prosecution and the defense over the timing of the first substantive hearing in the case. Russia launched 28 kamikaze drones targeting the southern port of Odessa and Kyiv just before the NATO summit in Lithuania, which aims to address security threats from Moscow. Ukraine's Air Force successfully shot down 26 of the drones, with 22 being downed over Odessa and two hitting an administration building in the port. The attacks resulted in minor damage to residential houses and a multi-story building in the Kyiv region, but no injuries were reported. The summit in Vilnius will focus on NATO's plans to defend against potential attacks from Russia, and Russia has expressed strong opposition to Ukraine's potential NATO membership. The ongoing Russian invasion of Ukraine has caused significant casualties, displacement, and destruction in the country. In lighter news, organizers of an annual rodeo and festival in Alberta announced they broke a Guinness World Record by serving more than 17,000 pancakes in eight hours. The Calgary Stampede, an annual exhibition, rodeo, and festival in Calgary, announced pancakes started being served to volunteers at the GMC Stadium Courtyard at 6.30 a.m. Sunday and started being served to the public when the doors opened at 8 a.m. The event's official Twitter account said a total of 17,182 pancakes were served by the end of the eight-hour period. Guinness World Records adjudicator Brittany Dunn was on hand to observe the attempt. She ended up disqualifying 15 of the pancakes for various reasons, but that still left enough to break the previous record of 14,208. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, 
along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.